0: This this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM. The following program is rated for mature audiences. It may contain adult language, adult situations, and frank safety discussions. The names and certain details have been changed to protect the safe and the unsafe. But believe me, every item in here is true. Good morning and good evening, whatever time zone you're in. This is Safety Wars. We were a little bit delayed in getting out a podcast this week. We call this OSHA outreach and training season. So this time of year, usually May, no, it may start March, April, and May. And now that things are opening up again, we're getting a huge demand for outreach training, whether it's general industry, construction, maritime, and every once in a while, disaster response. We're going to be teaching a disaster response worker class in the uh, next couple of months. So there's a lot of questions with these classes. What exactly is an OSHA outreach class? An OSHA outreach class is a class that is taught by an OSHA outreach instructor. Those are people who are authorized by OSHA and they have a training program for it. The uh, modern training program for it is that you have to take a week of a, whatever standard you're in so for example you're in construction you take a week of construction standard classes and then you take an OSHA outreach instructor class where they teach you how to be an instructor same thing with general industry and shipyard or maritime training so construction that's pretty simple you have the 10-hour construction and the 30-hour construction outreach general industry same thing 10-hour outreach 30-hour outreach for maritime, it gets a little bit more complicated, I guess is the correct word for it. Where you have three different areas. You can have a shipyard, marine terminal, or long your longshoreman, long or longshore woman for that matter. And those are three separate training classes. And they're each either 10 or 30 hours. And then you have the disaster response worker class, which is either seven and a half or 15-hour classes. Typically, these classes run a maximum seven and a half hours a day. So the quickest you can get an OSHA 30 class, regardless of where where you're working at, what arena, construction, general industry, or shipyard, or maritime, is going to be four days. A 10-hour class is going to be two days right usually five hours a day now the disaster response class they designed it so seven and a half uh, hours for the one-day class 15 hours for the two-day class now we used to get phone calls all the time I don't know and people were trying to be funny or what have you how many hours does a 30-hour class take how many hours does a 10-hour class take and the obvious answer either 30 or 10 hours but They'd say, well, you know, we know a guy, or we know a person, or we know someone who is giving out 10-hour course cards, and we only attend, like, two hours, or 30 hours, we can do it in one day. And I tell them, hey, look, that's nice that they do that, not really nice, because, you know, that's, like, illegal to do, and if you're doing that, that's, like, fraud, and then they immediately hang up the phone. So... Obviously, 10 hour course, 10 hours, 30 hours, 30 hours. What does the course entail? So usually three parts. You have required topics. So for uh, journal industry, you would be like walking, working surfaces. All of the programs except disaster response have introduction to OSHA, things of that nature. Then you have some elective courses and some optional courses. And every one of these classes is supposed to be tailor-made for the audience and for the people that you're with. So for example, in the construction arena, you may or may not have a class or a section of the class that includes the 1926-1200 regulations specifically on construction confined space entry. Some classes may have it, some classes may not. This is why these classes, they're not actual certifications they are actually outreach training awareness courses. Even the 30-hour courses, they're all awareness courses. Certain jurisdictions, New York City being one of them, require the 30-hour course in construction through the Department of Buildings, things of that nature. So these are the basic outreach training courses. With us here at JCP Technical or Safety Wars, we teach all four classes, all four areas construction, journal industry, maritime, the three, all three disciplines in there, and also disaster response training. And if you're interested in taking these classes through us, you can reach us at gym at safetywars.com. Now for the content of the course, what's in there? Introduction to OSHA, which introduces the employee to exactly what OSHA is and what OSHA does and how to file a report. Uh, a complaint, how to look for resources, what the workers' rights are, among other things. The rest of the courses are very highly variable. There's no real standard curriculum other than the topics and the time limits you have to hit for each and every topic. So this is what instructors often do. You're only allowed to go over a certain up to a certain percentage for movies, for example. At times in the past, what have they done? Instructors would throw in a movie, and that would be the whole topic. If you're getting that level of training, that's really not training. That's probably the most ineffective type of training. The types of training that you want an effective instructor to have is something that's interactive. Something maybe a little bit funny, a little bit memorable. You have to have props. You have to have something tangible. And all these courses are tailor-made for the audience so for example if I'm going to be dealing with a bunch of folks that are going to be laborers that's going to be much more hands-on this is what you need to look for and things of that nature when you're dealing with this these hazards with this equipment what have you versus let's say you have a whole bunch of engineers, scientists, and high-level managers that are taking these classes. That's a little bit of a different focus where you want to focus on how do you manage the jobs. This is what you need to be looking for during your audits. These are your workers that you are supervising. This is their responsibilities and these are their rights. But however, you're the employer, these are your responsibilities. So it's a little bit of a different focus. What I try to do is I try to go and Taylor make it for the situation that I have so prior to going to the job what we normally do is we'll do an interview of whoever is sponsoring the class we rarely ever do a open enrollment so I'll call up the company hey what kind of company are you what's your NAICS code so I can maybe look up some of the entries that are common in their uh, uh, industry things of that nature then what I'll end up doing is if I can I'll visit the site prior to the class. And we find out maybe some of the safety issues they have, find out a little bit about the company, and learn about it. This way, I'm able to go and speak to them. These are what you have to deal with. Still cover all the topics, because if you don't cover the topics, you get into huge trouble, uh, to say the least. But this is what our style is. If you're not getting that kind of Insight, that type of engagement, then you have to ask why. You have to ask your trainer, hey, and let your trainer know, hey, what's going on here? Do you want to know what we do actually do here? And this sort of thing. This is one of the advantages of having an in-person trainer. Or if right now they allow it today, but they may not allow it in the future, where you're able to deliver training online with special permission. Like via a Zoom platform or any other platform. Right now, there's a handful of trainers that are doing all of their training online. It was approved many years ago. There's like a—I uh, won't mention the names—but you sit there and it's like the old-fashioned film strip from the 1970s, where you go in there and they read off a PowerPoint and then it advances to next PowerPoint presentation. And these core, and then they have verifications and everything. My issue is this. One, the clip people just click through. I know of a case where there was a student at Drexel who did this with continuing education programs for attorneys, and she got caught doing this. Just cl- the Attorneys would hire her, and she'd just go through and click through and everything else. Eventually, she got caught, and the attorneys had big issues because they paid her to do this. So, that's what you need to be aware of. The other thing is this most employees even if they're no if they're honest they go through this program they don't actually absorb anything because it's very boring that's why you have to have engaged in person as much as possible training the all other thing is this on these online programs the employees don't actually finish those types of programs so you just have powerpoints and you have a recorded voice and things of that nature a lot of my business in the past has been, hey, my employees started this course, whether it's Had swapper an outreach course, uh, through online, and it's all pre-recorded. It's an online uh, program, but they got through 10 hours and couldn't handle it, and it was a waste of time. This is the advantage of using a live instructor with all of this stuff. I'm not saying get rid of online stuff, but no, use it appropriately, and don't expect someone to sit there for 10 30 or 40 hours to watch this stuff so develop an effective training program be engaged that's how you're going to win the safety war in part is through training and training that's relevant training that may be exciting engaging instructors couple of stories things of that nature thrown in there for safety wars this is jim polzel